Rick Dollywall. Rick Dollywall. It's time for 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 Dolly. Rick Dollywall. It's time for Rick Dollywall. Rick Dollywall. It's time for Dolly. Rick Dollywall. It's time for Rick Dollywall. Rick Dollywall. 802 on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Alfred Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Alfred Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Accurate Dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Accurate Dealer today. We are in hour three of the program. Rick Dollywall is going to join us in just a moment here. Hour three is brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. We are coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Kintech Canada's favorite orthotics provider, powered by thousands of five-star Google reviews. Sore feet, what are you waiting for? Kintech! Let's go to the phone lines. Rick Dollywall joins us now on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. What up, Rick? Gentlemen, 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 it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Here we go, into the weekend. What was the story for you for last night's win over the Coyotes? I like the pushback. You know, in a game that got nasty at times. They didn't take any crap. You know, Liam O'Brien, you know, he throws 500 punches at Lafferty, gets two minutes. Nikita Zadorov fights him, does really well in the fight. Carson Soucy gets in a fight. You know, for many years, what have we been saying in this city? You know, Canucks are too easy to play against. Well, I don't think that's the case anymore. One of the reasons is their massive blue line that's been assembled. And two of the fights came from their defensemen last night. You know, it, 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 it was good to see pushback. It was good to see a game that could get, that got nasty and the Canucks didn't, you know, they, they, they stood up and they're not a team that, uh, you know, some teams, oh, we're going to Vancouver. Well, that's going to be an easy two points and it's not going to be hard. You know, to, you know, I think that narrative is changing, and I think that blue line's got a big reason, uh, a bit, one of the biggest reasons why that narrative has changed. Yeah, uh, Coyotes coach Andre Tourigny after the game yesterday said the Canucks are fast and hard on the puck, and that was just like music to the ears, I'm sure, of Rick Tockett, but all Canucks fans who have been waiting for, for them to play like this. Like, yes, play entertaining and skilled hockey, but hockey is also a tough game, and you need Physical. to win battles, and you need to push back, and the Canucks have done that. Now, Nikita Zadorov is a pending unrestricted free agent, along with a bunch of other guys that have really done well for the Canucks this season. Are you hearing anything about if there's any particular... UFA that the Canucks are targeting and going like, we need to keep this guy even if it costs, you know, losing this guy? That's a great question. And I, I get the feeling the Canucks are not in a rush, Jason, to deal with their UFA players right now. And it's not like they're a bad team and they're selling at the deadline. You know what I mean? And I, I just been told that they're not in a rush to deal. You know, when it comes to Zadorov, there has been no contract talks uh, with him. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe around the All Star uh, game, but there's three guys for me that on the blue line are UFAs: Myers, Zadorov, and Cole. You know, Rick Tockett loves Zadorov. The size, the skating, the toughness, and of course, you saw. You know, he took care of Brian last night. Zadorov's agent, Dan Milstein, against. Again, on Twitter last night, tweeting the money sign when it comes to Zadorov. No talks yet, but um, I am told, and I, and I keep saying this to you guys, that Milstein's going to ask for term. 
from the Canucks when it comes to Zadorov because he's only 28. This is his last kick of the can, I would presume, to get a long-term deal. Myers and Tanev, when they hit the free agent market, are going to be 34. So I don't know, you know, if they can ask for five, six, seven years. But I think Milstein's plan is to ask uh, for a term. And I think that I've been pretty steadfast in saying that. But it doesn't mean they're going to get it. But you can always ask for uh, what you what you want. Myers, the Canucks are very happy with guys. They're not looking to move him. Gonchar and Foot have done an incredible job working with him. Even when Myers was struggling, he was always asking the coaches for help. How do I get better? Mm-hmm. They like this player, and he's very likable. Like, he's liked in the dressing room. So, you know, the Canucks only have one defenseman signed for next year, and that's Quinn Hughes. Like, Jason, I can't sit here and tell you what the Canucks blue line is going to look like yeah. next year. I, I can't. Yeah. I, I Like, you know, I can't sit here and tell you that this is what it's going to look like. It could be totally different for all we know with all these UFAs and Heronic at least as club control these in RFA. You can't let all three defensemen go. You gotta, you gotta find a way to, I, I would presume, keep one or two of them. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 to answer your question, um, I get the feeling the Canucks are not in a rush to sign their UFAs. I'm not hearing of any team or any uh, players they've reached out to and, and started talking to. My, Three must-resign UFA players. For me, this is just me. It's Zadorov, Bluger, and Joshua. Those are the three for me. Um, there's another Dan Milstein client that we should probably talk about. Oh, boy. Andre Kuzmenko. Um, not a great game for him last night. Uh, made a defensive error on the only yep. goal of the Coyotes scored. Had another bad giveaway and then was stapled to the bench for the entire third period, including when uh, the Canucks had a power play and Suter replaced him on the first unit power play. Um, when does I, I, I know um, everyone has been playing nice for the most yep. part and the yep. relationship between Milstein and the Canucks is an important one for them to maintain and for yep. Milstein to maintain as well with the Canucks. When does something happen here, though? Well, that I, I'm thinking that as well. And not only you, you went through Kuzmenko's problems, right? And but you didn't mention no points in nine games. You didn't mention no confidence. You didn't mention that he's. You can't play the game of hockey scared to make a mistake. He looks like he, he's playing scared. It looks like he's got no confidence. Everybody does want to move him, but how are you going to move a $5.5 million player who's got no points in games and is getting benched for entire periods? I suppose I could text Milstein today to get his reaction, but up to this point, Dan wants to make it work in Vancouver Mm -hmm. for Kuzmenko. Milstein's got so many Canuck clients. (laughs) He's got a great relationship with Canucks. Canucks like him, by the way, a lot, but every agent's got a limit. So far, Milstein's saying the right things, but do keep this in mind. He has got permission from two NHL teams this year to help facilitate trades for his client, one in San Jose and one, of course, Zadorov, who ended up in Vancouver. It doesn't matter if Milstein and the Canucks get along. This is about the player-coach relationship, and right now, it's not working. The coach does not trust the player. That's the bottom line. Kuzmenko may never get back and talk its good books. It just looks like right now this thing's going to end up in a divorce. I don't have the timing on when that happens. You can only get so much rope from a coach. And Tockett can healthy scratch him tomorrow or, I guess, suppose put him on the fourth line against the Leafs. But what's that going to do? 
you know, they've done video work with them. They've done one-on-one meetings with Tockett, but it, it's his turnovers, like the one last night. His defensive reads in his own end are not getting better, and that's what's getting him in trouble with the head coach. I, I don't know about you guys. I cannot remember a player that took the city by storm in Vancouver like Kuzmenko did last year. So likable, million-dollar smile, and this year it's been a disaster. I just can't think of a player in this city that wowed so much one year, and then the next year uh, he is having a tough year like Kuzmenko is. Uh, I'm trying to rack my brains. I don't know if you guys can think of anybody, but this guy has gone from, you know, top of the hill to really struggling this year, really struggling. Uh, the Pedersen contract situation. So PD is being patient. We yep. all know. But I guess the big question is, why is he being patient? That's the million-dollar question. That 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 is what nobody has the answer to. I see a lot of Pedersen contract pa- panic again this week. But I, I just the way it's been told to me, Jason, is everyone's going to have to be patient. When I talk to all parties involved, they understand that. Yes, the Canucks would like to sign him today, but as J.P. Berry and Pat Brisson remind me weekly, he's an RFA, not a UFA, and that's not what fans want to hear, but it's reality. And Jim Rutherford reminds me all the time that he's club-controlled. There is nothing off or not right about this negotiation. There's nothing sinister. I got no intel that suggests that anyone's mad or upset. As of today, I have no indication that Pedersen doesn't want to resign in Vancouver. You know, here's a funny thing for you, Jason. Teams tell players and their agents all the time, you got to wait for contract talks. <laughs> you got to wait. We we got to see how your player yeah. performs. Yeah, that's we what they to... told Tanev and then he wasn't on the team anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. And we you, we have to we have to clear cap space before we sign your guy. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me that a player now is telling the team to wait and everyone's uh, uh, arms are up in the air. The most consistent thing is hockey is the team telling the player to wait. Now we got a situation where the player is telling the team to wait and everyone's up in arms. Some well, players, isn't it, wait, hold on a second. Right? Isn't yep. it fair, though, to wonder why is he waiting? Like, it's fair. Like, you can call it panic, but yeah. but but how about another word for it? Curiosity. Like, yeah. curiosity. We're just curious about why. Why is he being so patient? If it's negotiating, fine. If it's he doesn't want the distraction, also fine. But yeah. until we really know the answer, people are going to wonder because, you know, yeah. I was telling this uh, story yesterday, um, and, you know, Matthew Kachuk was recounting his um you know, journey from Calgary to out of Calgary. And he said, once he reached RFA status officially, so he was still club controlled, yep. still club controlled. But once he reached RFA status, he was then allowed to talk to other teams, right? You're allowed to yep. talk to other teams and they're able to pitch you, right? And they're yep. able to maybe, you know, not twist your arm, but be like, hey, why don't you come over here? And we've yep. seen guys get to that position. And all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute, maybe the grass is greener. I'm not saying this is going to happen with PD, but in some ways, what I think you call panic, I just call curiosity about what he's thinking. 
Yeah, uh, you make good points, but he, as we all know with Patterson, he's a very private person. He, he's not very outgoing, like in the media and, and stuff like that. He, he's a private person. He's keeping this close to his vest, and he can do that if he wants mm-hmm. to. Yep. But I, I want to give I want to give you an example of a, a distraction of contract talks in the Canadian market. Bo Horvat was not happy. In fact, he was livid last year in December when it was leaked out that that he rejected the Canucks offer in December. Right. So it is a distraction to some players to negotiate. I'm not saying that's the case with Pedersen, but I know talking to so many agents over the years, I ask, why, why doesn't your guy want to talk contract? They'll tell the team in training camp, look, if it's not done by camp, we're not going to talk during the season. It's a distraction. You want to concentrate. And isn't Pedersen concentrating on ice? What's he got, yeah. nine goals in 11 games? He's been on a just an absolute tear since the game in New Jersey when the lotto line was put together. I think you have to take the good with the bad here. Sure, he's not signing, but on the flip side, he's performing incredibly well. So that tells you he's in a good frame of mind and guess what he doesn't want to be maybe he doesn't want to be bothered by contract talks he sure doesn't seem to be bothered by anything else because he's putting up fabulous numbers scored a beautiful goal last night i mean you can witness what he's doing on the ice and appreciate it and then just let the con i i look i'm like everybody else we're all trying to the canucks would like to get this done yesterday you know there's obviously they're probably sitting there going come on let you know let's do it and you know just like you jason they're probably saying you know what's the hold up but he's a very private person and he's going to do it on his terms he's not going to do it on the terms of the vancouver media or canucks twitter or anyone else his agents jp barry and pat brisson are all over this they 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 got one of the top clients in the national hockey league they themselves represent uh, all the top players in the NHL, they know what's going on here. It, it, it's a situation where it's going to, everyone's going to have to be patient. And that's the bottom line. Unless he wakes up tonight or no, sorry, wakes up in the morning and changes his mind. I'm just going to tell you, everyone's going to have to be patient with this. That's the bottom line. Do you think there's going to be a significant move that the Canucks make ahead of the deadline? Oh boy. I'm just thinking, you know, I woke up this morning and I, it's January 19th. They're number one in the NHL. They've got, they're the first team to reach 30 wins. Like, I, I, I don't know how, if you're Jim Rutherford, you don't think you're a contender. Like, um, I, I just don't, I, I, I don't understand how they can't think they're, they, they don't got a shot to go deep. Like, I, again, let me rephrase this. It's January 19th. They're number one in the league. Uh, they've got 500 great stats about how great they are. Like you just keep looking and looking and just finding great nuggets about how this team's doing well. Uh, what I was told is obviously now uh, discussions will start to ramp up, get intense. You're going to have the GM, the coach, Rutherford, the Abbey GM, the pro scouts. It's a group effort, right? I, the other thing, uh, Jason, Canucks aren't necessarily just targeting UFA players on weaker teams. You can make deals with good teams as well, yeah. like teams at the top of the standings. You know, there's one guy, this is just me, I'm not saying the Canucks are going after him, but I, if they're going to target somebody, I would target somebody like Jake DeBrusque, you know, top six size, consistently scores over 20 goals. Like, you can go and target guys, and like someone said to me the other day, well, they're just going to target you know, guys on weaker teams. I don't think that's the case. You, you have 
players on the UFAs on good teams as well, just like the Canucks have UFAs. They might get calls on their guys, the UFAs, right? Mm-hmm. They might get calls on, hey, what's going on with Joshua? Are you, you going to move him or keep him? You know, I mean, same thing. You can ask You can ask about UFAs on good players. Uh, the chemistry thing, I, I am going to say to you, the Canucks are aware of the chemistry issue. This is a tight-knit group. After each Canucks game, you hear players say, we are playing for each other. That, to me, is a good dressing room when players say that. Coach has a lot of input when it comes to chemistry and decisions. So chemistry, um, this team is tight-knit. They're first place in the NHL. Um, there's always that issue of adding one or two or three players, and what does that do to the chemistry, right? So, And everyone is expecting Rutherford to go after a big name. Uh, Jim also is not going to make a trade just for the sake of making a trade. What are you giving up? Are you mortgaging the future? Is it a rental or a player you can get long-term? So there's a ton of questions that have to be answered. It's just not as simple as going after big names. I heard you guys talking about Willander and LeCaramacchi. They, they don't want to part with those guys, no, but you also know if you're going to go after a really good player, Jason, that's exactly who they're going to ask for, the other teams. Uh, and you don't do that for a rental. You know, I, I think you make a good point about, like, Maybe it's it's, it's easiest for easy for us to go to cap friendly and go okay yeah. who are the pending UFAs okay we'll go through that list but you know quite often it's players that we never even think about you know I, I think I think when the JT Miller trade was announced I was like JT Miller God okay mm. that that'll be yeah. interesting and then Philip Peronic was the big one I was like I've barely heard of Philip Peronic <laughs> you know and all of a sudden he's a major part of the Vancouver Canucks so maybe we could be in line for something like that or might just be a typical rental and they might just grab some try and grab some depth pieces and and see what they can do with this group hey Rick what are you hearing on uh, Gensel Oh, very quiet. Uh, they, they're going to wait. I told you guys last week that uh, the agent and the team, that they still got to figure out a lot of things. Are, are Where are they after the All-Star break uh, in terms of points? Uh, you know, Can they take one more shot at Gensel on a long-term deal? I, I, I told you guys I talked to the agent last week. I think Gensel's going to they'll decide shortly after the All-Star break or a little bit after that what they're going to do with them. Who knows? They might keep them. They might make them available. Uh, that, that, that's a guy that you guys just mentioned rental, right? Mm-hmm. If you want Gensel, he's got a relationship with Alvin. He's got a relationship with Rutherford. He's got a relationship with Tockett. He's got a relationship with Gonchar. That's a guy. Are you going to give up the moon just for a rental, or is there any possible way? But boy, he's the number I heard he's asking for on July 1st, he's, he's not going to be cheap. He has outperformed his uh, $30 million deal that Rutherford signed him to. He's not in a position to take a pay cut from $6 million. So I don't know how you get that guy in Vancouver, long-term, with Pedersen, Heronic, and seven UFAs in the city. I don't know how you do that guy long-term. One other thing, Jason, you asked me about Hoaglander last week, mm-hmm. and I and that kind of caught me off guard because I, I really hadn't done any homework on it. So, you know, a lot of people think Hoaglander is going to be moved. Right now, the Canucks don't want to move him. Right, twelve goals uh, on the fourth line. Young player last night. Look at um, on the ice late third period. You know, protecting one goal lead. The trust level with him and Tockett is going up. But we all know this. We, we, you know, hockey people change their minds. If there's a deal 
that is just unbelievable. The Canucks might have to put a young player in a deal they don't want to right yeah. now. You know, we can talk all about, oh, the Canucks don't want to trade this guy. They don't want to trade this guy. And then it comes down to like 10 minutes left in the deadline. There's this sweet deal, and you might have to put a player in. But I, the, the early word is, uh, the Hoaglander, you don't want to give up on a young player like him, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing I like about Hoaglander, whether he gets dropped to the fourth line or whether he gets um, healthy scratch, he doesn't bitch or complain. He doesn't whine. There's no bad body language. Next shift out, he's working hard. He, you know, he just there's there's a lot to like about him. He, I know his consistency's not there to be top six yet, not yet. But the way he is uh, not bitching and complaining, there's a lot of good character values in that kid. But uh, I, I was just told to answer your question. I was told that no, they don't want to move him. But it's so easy to say that, and then something comes along at the deadline, and unfortunately, they might have to put in a young player like that. Rick, this was great, man. Thanks for doing it. We appreciate it. Adios. Okay, see you later. That's Rick Dollywall, Connects reporter from the Donnie and Dolly Show on Check TV here on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. We should do some what we learns real quick before we turn everything over to the humanoids because mm-hmm. we got a lot of stuff we need to do in the back half hour of this show. Uh, we've got to give away the $100 big football game prize pack. We also have to give away uh, a $100 gift card to AJ's Pizza on East Broadway. So I will start. Okay. I am going to offer up this news as neutrally and objectively as possible. I am just going to read verbatim what Canucks PR on Twitter put out 21 minutes ago. Credentialed media are invited to attend an important media conference for an announcement taking place at Rogers Arena on Friday, January 19th at 11 a.m. That's today. For those of you that don't know, today is indeed January 19th. It is a Friday, and it is now 8.22 in the morning. So in about two and a half hours, there is going to be a quote-unquote important media conference for an announcement taking place at Rogers Arena. So before anyone starts speculating, is it a PD contract extension? Probably not. These things can often be like... We have a new corporate sponsor. And you're like, okay, good for the Canucks. Yeah, right. Don't care. They wouldn't have said important. They said hey, the word important. They would if you were the sponsor. And they were gonna, like, they wouldn't mislead the media like that. Our relationship with Tangerine is important. I guess I could see them doing that. Some people have said this is a major important announcement to confirm that they're going to be wearing chrome buckets in the not too distant future. There would have been a teaser for that. If that's the announcement, there would have been some sort of video with mm-hmm. like a flash of the silver. That's not what it is. Hey, regardless, it's 11 a.m. You know, maybe, I don't know, it could be an extension for Rutherford. Who knows? Let's just rampantly speculate. New, practice, new facility. facility. New I like that. practice facility. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Or new helmets. Shiny yeah. new helmets. <laughs> new seats. Yeah. New seats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there could be like a new team dog. I don't know how yeah. often they trot out a new team dog. It seems like every team... Or, or a team, team of dogs. Maybe each player oh, will get a dog now. That could okay. be good. That could be it. All right. We're the coaches. Send in your Ask Us Anythings and what we learned into the Dunbar Lumber text line 650-650. Dunbar Lumber with three stores to serve you in Lander on Bridge Street, Dunbar Lumber Express at Lander Center, or Beatus in Vancouver, online at DunbarLumber.com. Numerous topics to cover, not only with the red-hot Vancouver Canucks, um, the rest of the NHL, We've got uh, four NFL playoff games this weekend. The Leafs are in town to play the Canucks on Saturday. So I expect 
some quality Ask Us Anythings and some quality What We Learns on the other side. We're going to dedicate a lot of time to the listeners. There won't be any Korean baseball What We Learns from Laddie or whatever nonsense ADOG usually brings to the table. You're listening to the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. JanPro is the leader in commercial cleaning and janitorial. If your workplace demands a clean environment, contact JanPro for a free, no-obligation quote. Visit them online at janpro.ca. Big opinions and good bets. It's the People Show with Big Nazar. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Kelowna, California. West Coast. Coast. <laughs> yeah. Kelowna, baby. Best place in the world right here. <laughs> Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Halford Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura Dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura Dealer today. We are in Hour 3 of the program. Hour 3 is brought to you by Campbell & Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell & Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. I believe that we are all foregoing our what we learns, right? We're going to go right to the humanoids because we got all this stuff to That's give away. Right. Fire up the dot matrix. What we learned, Humanoid Edition, is brought to you by Get Fire Plan. Protect what matters most with comprehensive fire safety plans, monthly audits, and risk mitigation at $200 off. Visit them online at getfireplan.com. Oh, my God! We're having a fire plan! Is your voice going to last the rest of the segment? I think I can I think do you're it. you're losing it. <laughs> I think I can do it. I think I can push through. You lasted the, this far. Yeah, like I'm two and a half hours in. I think I can do it. Do you feel sick? Sick? No, I'm okay. No? Okay. I don't Good. like to admit weakness. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm good. Um, A-Dog, we're going to give away the final prize pack for the big football game, and we're going to give away $100 gift card to AJ's Pizza for the best Ask Us Anything. Let's start with the final and ultimate big football game prize pack giveaway for the best what we learned with a football emoji. The winner is... Uh, Austin and Langley. It was from the conversation we had earlier. It was going to give some good contents. We always like to reward our listeners for doing that. Uh, would you guys be okay if the Canucks traded Will Ender or Karamaki if it was for younger guys in the NHL with term left that were good? Example, they're probably not moving him, but if the ask for Dobson was like Will Ender in a pick, would you do it? So you guys already discussed that, I know, but I thought he was deserving of the tickets and uh, I should say the reserved seats at uh, Clayton Pub Plus the gift card for his good submission. Uh, okay, now the Ask Us Anything with the pizza emoji for the $100 gift card to AJ's Pizza on East Broadway is... Sasha in Darkest North Vancouver. It's ominous. Uh, ask Us Anything pizza emoji. I learned Translink staff use hockey sticks to clear snow and ice from Skytrain doors. I imagine Mike Halford could use his hockey stick to remove a reheated AJ's Thor Detroit from his own pizza oven. What is the most creative way each of you have ever used your hockey stick? Okay, so I can't use it in the uni, the pizza oven. Have you tried? No, it's the, it's very small, oh, very okay. compact. A hockey stick would just be... You could use a mini stick. You could yeah, use Garland yeah. stick. <laughs> <laughs> Not any hockey stick, but yes, the Connor Garlands. Um, I like to smash icicles out the window with the hockey stick. Just for fun? Oh, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, pretty yeah, fun. Yeah. You know what I've done? I've attached a uh, duster to the end of the hockey stick. And I'm pretty tall, so I've got a long hockey stick. Oh, yeah, I've got, like, you know, it sounds like I live in a castle. Like, I've got very high ceilings, but 
It's not. It's just it's a very dusty area I, of the house. <laughs> I went and changed some light bulbs yesterday. I'm like, there is a mass grave of bugs up here. This is disgusting. When my friends yeah. and I were in high school, we were very, very stupid. And uh, I yes. mean, not much has changed, but we were very stupid and decided to make uh, a potato cannon. <laughs> Uh, working potato cannon, which actually did work. It shot potatoes very, very far, and we were mm, able to shoot nice. them pretty much the length of the soccer field at high school. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it, it was awesome. Nobody got injured, thankfully. Uh, it was probably not the smartest thing to build, but we did build it successfully, and we learned that you could pretty much put anything in there. Uh, hockey sticks worked as well. Oh, so and, it was like a javelin. Yeah, pretty much. They went, a harpoon. Yeah, even. they went decently far, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a lot of fun. Also, I do not recommend and, or condone this activity, and keep in mind, I was 17 at the time. <laughs> did you break anything? Did you get in trouble for I'm not going to talk any further about this story, but it was a very fun potato cannon. What do you guys? I don't want to incriminate myself. What do you guys? If you guys had to bet on this press conference, what do you think it is? I'm going to bet practice facility. Practice facility. Okay. PD signing. I'm going out no, there. It's oh. not PD it's not, and it's Jollywall not, texted yeah. me at the break said it's not, and then he sent me a tweet that he put out that said the same thing. Like, <laughs> tweet, I got it the a first tweet time. with a picture of the text. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Why? I bet it's Jim Rutherford. Being extended, really? Yeah, I, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's in good health, like he said he had to be. Mm-hmm. And he extended because there was some, you know, Dolly Wall has been talking about how, you know, Jim's been energized by this, and they should and, get Patterson to announce it, <laughs> 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 to announce the <laughs> the new conference. Yeah, I'm here to announce Here's the Elias Patterson. Everyone's like <gasps> Rutherford. If if that if that's what it is, Rutherford would be like. The most important thing about this is I was willing to talk contract with the Canucks, and I find that a dialogue really helps when you can really sit down and talk contract. That really helps. Why would I want to go anywhere else, Jim said, (laughs) while looking across the room. It's important for the future of this club to be able to talk openly and honestly about your future with the club. So We need to have certainty in the key positions. (laughs) So you you think that's what it's going to be? You think it's going to be an extension? Well, I I don't know. We're just just taking bets here. I think, you know what? I'm just guessing. I I could definitely see that. I think throwing a lot of people off the scent and then announcing that the chrome buckets are going to be worn on tomorrow against the Leafs. I mean, that would be the that would be the funniest one. I would it was a, literally just a helmet and I would actually have more <laughs> respect for the organization and the PR department if they did do that because that is it would be very funny. Yeah, that would be great, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Jamie, the Armstrong fisherman, ask us anything. Have you guys ever gone ice fishing? And what temperature would you draw the line? I have been ice fishing a few times. We used to go in uh, university and we used to go up just past Hundred Mile House. And uh, we didn't have like, you know, the you see in Minnesota, like they have their sheds out oh, there. Oh, yeah, and sure. Yeah. And uh, we didn't have that. Actually, just like it was pretty cool. We just brought the trucks out on the ice and we Feels ice safe. fished. Yeah, no, it was. It was um, fun. I, you know, it was funny. That was so- also the uh, time I went on a snowmobile for the first time and went approximately, I was on the back. <laughs> Some, 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 what do they call they, that again? Yeah, I was on the back, and uh. this guy, <laughs> this guy was an absolute beauty. He was they uh, go fast, those things. So, this guy, Jason, was, holding on to his waist, <laughs> you are a beauty. So, two, two things about this guy first of all, he was like, Do you guys have any anything to drink? And we were like, Uh, we get we gave him a drink, and it was like a crown and coke or something. He's like, Oh, you guys put coke in this do you i'm like okay and then he also his claim to fame his claim to fame was that he fought garth butcher in junior hockey that's so, pretty good claim to fame. so you, you can imagine what this guy was yeah. anyway is it was it liam o'brien <laughs> he showed he showed up to pick us up um from our ice fishing spot because he lately dropped us off in there too on on the snowmobile on one time mm-hmm. And we went approximately 100 miles per hour across the snow on the back of that thing. And I'm like, I'm going to die just past a 100-mile house. 
terrific. But it was fun. I recommend it for everyone. Um, A couple things on that. One, last week, a lot of listeners got on my case because I've never really been in cold temperatures. So I did like a self-reflection and I realized I absolutely haven't. Absolutely haven't. Nothing even remotely close. When I was getting my hair cut yesterday, the guy doing my hair, I was telling him how I wasn't, didn't love last week because it was like minus 12. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me, he's like, that's not cool. I'm like, I know you're from the, I get it. You're from the prairies. Did you do the the whole routine? I did the shtick. I'm like, I got yelled at on the radio for this, whatever. So I've never, yeah, I've never been an extreme. I think it's subconscious. I, I do not like being cold. You're a coward. You have to do the polar bear dip next year. I That's don't think what this comes I, down it's to. like it's like subjecting yourself to something that is either annoying or that you. It's facing you, your fears. I never thought <laughs> of it. Like the coldest I've ever been in is in Saskatchewan in February, and when I was there, I was like, "Why am I in Why am Saskatchewan in yeah. February?" Now I'll say that the final note I want to make here is so after that all came out, Dolly Wall came on the show last week and started chastising me for being soft and. Saying that, you know, I never put in my dues up north. Those guys canceled the show because of the snow this week. I just want that out there on the record. You know what? That's absolutely true. Yeah. I just want that out there. We came in. They're always going on about the good old days when young people would work hard and, you know, everyone was harder and everyone's so soft now. And they canceled the show for snow. Pretty far cry from paying your dues up north, eh, boys? Um From unemployed in Victoria, what I learned with my free tickets from Halford and Bruff, I learned at the Live 32 Thoughts podcast taping in Victoria yesterday that the Sedin twins once put a live lobster under Ryan Kessler's pillow in a hotel on a road trip. Thanks for the tickets, guys. Yeah, I guess Bieksa was there. He told that story. I never heard that one. I never heard that one either. Pinchy. Then <laughs> you would have loved this. Uh, Kyle the Crow in Canmore. Kyle, I don't mean to like bridesmaid you on this one, but you were very close to being the AJ's winner, but you just didn't get it in the end. But I wanted to read this one. Uh, ask us anything. At what age do we all start CCing ourselves in emails? We all know there's an age threshold for this. By the way, I'm visiting Vancouver in a week or so. Figured I would put in for the ZAW. need to try AJ's. Go regardless, even if you don't have the gift card. Um, what, I, what does he mean CCing yourself in an email? You, you send it to the uh, um, intended party and you also send it to yourself. As a reminder? Yeah. But I use my sent messages as that. Some people don't like to go that far. They want to have it like front and center in their inbox. Oh, I see. It's okay. a very common thing. You know what I've noticed as I've gotten older with email etiquette? The window for appropriate reply has really extended. <laughs> I used to be like a three to six hour guy. Now I like twenty. If I'm getting back to you within twenty four hours, like that's, that's the way it should be. You should really just schedule a time in your day to respond to all your emails and texts, as opposed to just like constantly being interrupted and feeling like you need to reply to that because you've got tasks to do, you got things to do, yeah. and focus on those things because as soon as you get out of your train of thought, it takes you time to get back into your train of thought. I used to be a really good emailer. Like I used to write long descriptive emails. It's like kind of like now. It's like you reply fine, yeah, <laughs> and it's spelled wrong. Um, it was like it was like remember when you used to make uh, like mix CDs back in the day? It was that small window where you could really craft something. That's gone out the window. Uh, Kevin with an ask us anything. Who is the biggest surprise on the Canucks this year? Great for question. You? Besser, Hoglander, Bluger, Kuzmenko, or other? Yeah, Kuzmenko. Uh, well, I think Blue. Yeah, I think Besser overall for me though. 
Like I didn't think I didn't think Besser was going to get back to this level of play. I just didn't. Um, yeah, that's fair. Well, get back to this level of play. He's never been at this level of play before. This is far exceeding whatever he's done. Sure. You Um, know what what I mean, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, for me, it's Bluger because I had pretty tempered expectations of what to... I thought he was going to be like a grinding 4C that really had nothing offensively. He was like a spare part in Vegas. He's actually quite creative offensively. Yeah, yeah. He makes some amazing passes. Like, I saw Suter... Pierre, uh, Pierre Suter, <laughs> P.S. Suter's career numbers. And I was like, oh, there's some offensive upside here. You look at Bluger's career, and there's been not a lot that would suggest that he's got any offensive flair. But he does. He's smart and he's creative. So for me, I'd say Bluger one and then Besser two. I like all these people texting in about your lack of cold weather. I'm not. I, I'm I'm just going to embrace it. I don't Al- Alfred is weak. I think that's the explanation. Uh, I don't like going out in the cold. I do not care for it. Fishy and Langley, it's ex- actually extremely healthy for you to put your body through extreme temperatures. For example, extreme heat and extreme cold. Extreme cold activates your body's immune system, so it's quite healthy for you. Um, I've done the cold plunge a few times. Uh, I do not enjoy it, but it is awesome when you can, like, you feel amazing for the mm. rest of the day. If you can have one of those experiences where you've got a hot tub and a cold plunge and you just keep going back and forth and back and forth, it's, it really is good Does for you. Does it your count body. if I've done that in a hot tub and a cold shower? I find the cold shower is actually m- m- harder than the cold plunge. Right. Because a shower just like it's got that level of like being annoying too, because it's kind of splashing you with cold water too. Uh, unsigned one here. I'm going to use it as a jumping off point. Hashtag WWL. So must be from Gary because it's unsigned. After being suspended six months for sports betting, Ivan Tony is returning this weekend for Brentford, and he's being handed the captain's armband. Yeah, I love that decision. It's like you've dramatically impacted our season by being suspended for the first half of it. Here's the captain's armband. Go be a leader. Um, Shane Pinto is back this weekend, too. Speaking of guys that got suspended for sports betting. Uh, He signed a one-year $775,000 deal uh, a few minutes ago, and he's going to be eligible on Sunday. I did not realize, going back to the Ivan Tony thing, though, like he straight up bet Mm -hmm. on his own team to lose. He did it 13 times. Now, he didn't play in those matches, but I feel like at that point, you've gone so deep into not necessarily match-fixing, but bringing the the purity and the sanctity of the game into repute. Yeah. Like, Pinto's was a lot different than that. How do you think... What is the most likely... What is the most likely scandal in terms of guys throwing games or something like that? Is it them being greedy or is it them being leaned on? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you, do you understand what yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah. about? Like, um, like, like I, I, I think some people often think, well, well... You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on my own account, and then I'm gonna play really badly, and that's how I'm gonna. I'm like, I don't think it would happen like that. I think it would some be somebody be like, you're gonna play badly tonight. Got it? Yeah. So there was the Boston College point shaving scandal that they did a thirty for thirty about, and that was kids getting leaned on. Yeah. Right? 
Um, was it? Didn't it originally start out as kind of like this is a way you can make some extra money? Right, but then and then, realized, and then it turns then like you get realized in, they were in too deep, Jason. Yeah, you get in bed with some people that you shouldn't be in bed with, and, and you're like, yeah, right, yeah. like okay, well that's well then and then they're like, okay, well I'm going to tell everyone about this mm-hmm. about our our little deal. I mean, that's the most. I think that's the most concerning thing for leagues, and that's where the leagues security um has to be aware because you know it's it's not out of the realm of possibility for someone to be like hey i'm gonna get to this guy and then i'm gonna place a big bet what if you were to get to a goalie yeah i know laddie in a big game right just be like hey laddie has too much respect and, for the and then and they'd be like well i don't want to do that i was like well we're criminals <laughs> so yeah we don't we don't care um, unsigned, what we are unsigned to ask us anything. So again, from Gary, hashtag AUA, ask us anything. Why isn't anybody talking about Mikheyev in the same light as Kuzmenko? He's had zero impact on this team. Do you think he is tradable? Sat and Bick addressed this last night on the post game show, and they said the biggest difference and why you it's not really fair to classify Mikheyev and Kuzmenko in the same conversation is that. Um, Mikheyev has a much more responsible defensive game. He seems to be in the right position the majority of times. And when he makes a mistake, he seems to have either the IQ or the foot speed to make up for it. They also said he brings something to the table that Kuzmenko doesn't. It's just straight line hockey, Mm -hmm. right? Like Kuzmenko is more of a dipsy doodler east-west as opposed to a north-south. And here's the other thing. I feel like Mikheyev's game might be a little bit more malleable. One of the tough parts for Kuzmenko right now. So I feel like he actually wants to try and do the things that Rick Tockett wants him to do. Yeah. And he's trying. It's just not working because that's not him as a person or a hockey player. A lot of people texting in, not to be pedantic, but cold plunges and saunas don't quote unquote activate your immune system. LOL. Whatever. I just read a text. Yeah. It's, I, I, I think they make you feel good. <laughs> Another one. Cold plunges don't activate the immune system, but it does jack up your adrenaline. You can get the same experience if you pet, uh, uh, if you get a pet tiger and go into the cage unprotected. Unprotected, but the problem there is you might die. <laughs> <laughs> That's always an issue when you don't survive it. Trey, the Gulf Island ferry worker. Hashtag WWO. What we learned. I learned that Dan Vladar was the third star last night in Calgary's loss. To the Maple Leafs with an 879 save percentage was Laddie picking the stars in the Flames game last night. Um, I was sh- I was kind of shocked when I looked it up and I saw that because there was nothing about that game that suggested that Dan Vladar had a big impact on it. Also, the fact that they lost was kind of strange. Um, when are they going to turn that over to Dustin Wolf? Because I, you look at the numbers. He's sitting second in save percentage. I yeah, think you look at the right numbers now. and it's like he should be playing pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. I, if I'm Dustin Wolf or his agent, I don't know how they've been so patient through this whole process. Right? Like he is, he's been ready for, he could have played last year in the NHL. Like he was the goalie of the year down there. So I don't understand why it's taking so long or why they're dragging their feet on it. They have such a, a great, uh, you know, influx of goalies in their roster. Get rid of one of them. Mm. Ask us anything of all the notable people that you share your birthday with, who would you want to throw a joint party with? This is from Scott. And he says, I share a birthday today. Happy birthday, Scott with Janice Joplin. My liver would be absolutely devastated. Yeah. Rest in peace, Janice Joplin. She enjoyed her Southern comfort. Um, so if we're allowed to do people who have passed on, I shared a birthday with Hugh Hefner. 
Nah, and, I, and I'd be like, Hugh, you plan the party. <laughs> Where are we going to go? <laughs> and, and all what are we going to do? And I'll show up. I share a birthday with Hulk Hogan. Ooh. Brother. Brother. <laughs> I got Ken Griffey Jr. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm sure he can party. He's a photographer now. Yeah, he is. Like, yeah, like awesome. Randy Johnson. Yeah, that's right. All former Mariners are now. Uh, Griffin and Surrey. I think we kind of might have done this one, but what the hell. Who is the unsung hero at this point uh, for the season this year up to this point for the Canucks? That's an interesting one because they do give out an unsung hero award. Um, here's the other problem. Most of their heroes are being sung. They have five guys going to the All-Star game plus a coach. So you really kind of got to dig deep. It's got to be Dakota Joshua, I think. But he's, has he been sung enough? Or has he been sung too much? Here's mine, Casey DeSmith. Yeah, that's a really good choice. Yeah. You're very good. Sorry at to go off topic, but I just realized I share a birthday with MC Hammer, so that'd be my pick. Does he give you parachute pants? I also share a birthday with Vincent Van Gogh, so that would not be my pick. <laughs> <laughs> why not both? <laughs> Actually, um, yeah, if they were together, that'd be one hell of a party. You know why, yeah, Casey? He, he gets a little clingy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Casey DeSmith for unsung hero yeah there's not that much if you look at the numbers aside from the wins and games played category there's not that much of a difference between DeSmith and Demko's numbers DeSmith's nope. at a 915 mm-hmm. Demko's at a 919 yeah right yeah uh, he's been shout really outs are, shoutouts are a little different because Demko has four but it should be five right should be you gotta you <laughs> got have talk you, you gotta have a good backup goalie and what what we're seeing right now is is proof you know god forbid if Thatcher Demko were to get hurt You'd be upset about that, and you'd be like, I hope he's ready for the playoffs. But you'd be like, you know what? Casey DeSmith can probably handle the starter's role, and you would call up Arthur Silovs to be his backup, and you wouldn't be like, oh, God, we're, we're dead, right? You know why? But last year, you know, you had these two guys, Silovs and Spencer Martin, who just they didn't have the NHL experience. They hadn't, they hadn't done it before, and then neither of them... <laughs> Neither of them really like said, okay, I'm going to do it. They both like crumbled. Um, you know, if we talk about him as the unsung hero, um, what about the most unsung, I got to learn how to pronounce this, unsung <laughs> move? Because the ability to get out from under the Pearson money and that relationship had obviously gone south and to bring in someone who's really helped the team this year in DeSmith. Like, yeah. I, when, they, when I kind of saw the writing on the wall move. for what was going to happen with Pearson, I'm like, okay, they're, another contract they're going to have to unload somewhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're going to have to attach a sweetener. But they were able to get a guy back that didn't just fill a need. He's filled it exceptionally well. He's yeah. been really good this season. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I that was that was one of my big worries heading into the season because remember they as you just mentioned they went all summer without addressing the backup goalie situation and we're all like they're really going to go with Spencer Martin and Arthur Silovs as a backup. First of all, Spencer Martin, I wasn't sure if he was ever going to get his confidence back at the NHL level. Mm-hmm. And number two, you you really want Arthur Silovs going back and forth between Vancouver and Abbotsford? He should be in Abbotsford. He should be focused on that role, being the starter in Abbotsford, be that guy, learn that job on a day-to-day basis without having to worry about going up and down uh, to the NHL. Uh, John and Canby Village. There are four other good teams in the West. Colorado, Vegas, Winnipeg, and Edmonton. Besides the Canucks, the Big Five doesn't have much in a full building playoff experience. I'm glad the team is better, and it is more fun to tune into games and sports talk radio. But let's me. this is the year talk. John, here's the thing. The playoffs are always going to have good teams in them. They're always going to. You're not going to get a playoff field where it's like, it's really weak. You should take advantage of it and win the Stanley Cup. It's hard to win. 
It's hard to get through some of these weak teams. playoff field out there. This if only Elias Patterson doesn't come back, then this is the year. And there's that as well. You got to take that into consideration. But hey, you, here's the thing about the playoffs: there's a lot of good teams going into it. You don't have to beat them all. Your road can open up in any way, shape, or form. If you think you're good enough to make a run, regardless of who you're playing against, remember you don't have to beat them all. You just have to beat some. I think that's why we're thinking that this could be the year to push some chips in. There's a lot of people arguing in the Dunbar Lumber text line about the benefits or lack there uh, of of uh, cold water plunges. Right. If there's one place a lot I want to go, scientists in the text message. If there's one place I want to go to for health and medical information, it's the Dunbar Lumber text. Line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we'll read those over the next little bit, but for now, we got to say goodbye. Thank you all for listening, and congrats to all of our winners. Enjoy everything this weekend. It should be a fun weekend, and we will be back on Monday talk about it all. Signing off for now, I have been Mike Alford, he's been Jason Bruff, he's been A-Dog, and he's been Laddie. This has been the Alford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650.